It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Hey, what's up? I'm John Hansen. Welcome to the Week 8 edition of Hansen's Hints here at Fantasy Points. Dot com. Whether you're listening to the podcast or checking this out somehow on video form, I am recording this on video as well. It's a little inconvenient, by the way, because, you know, when I'm not on camera, I could be like laying on a couch doing this podcast. But no, I'm in front of the camera. Before I get into the podcast, I uh, wanted to get into a quick prop bet that I liked for Thursday Night Football to kick off. Week number eight, hopefully you're hearing this before the football game is played on Thursday night. That's, of course, assuming it it is a winner. Uh, And then I'll get into uh, this week's topic, which is, uh, well, it's a little uh, buzzkillian, if you will. I've been in a pretty bad mood lately, wondering what the hell is wrong. Well, I, I figured it out last couple of weeks. We are in a fantasy football depression right now i have coined a phrase with the great jim kramer it's a solo it's a dual uh phrase coinage if you will we're calling it fan freshen uh we are in the middle of a fan freshen right now with scoring down through week seven to its lowest point in well over a decade in fact since 2010 right now 21.7 points Per game. And oh, by the way, we're also seeing I am at least the worst quarterback board I've ever seen in 30 years in this business. I said I was very buzzkillian here, but we'll get into the prop bet before we get into all the, the negative Nelly stuff here about the 2023 NFL season. All right, for the prop bet, this is not a great game overall. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at three and three to the in Buffalo playing the Bills at four and three. Didn't love a lot. If you have a subscription to fantasypoints.com, you should be always checking out the prop tool, which is awesome. It takes our projections, compares them to all the props out there, uh, pulls out all the biggest discrepancies, the best bets, the leans, and all that. It's very, very, very useful. Um, didn't see much in this game. So I did see one though, where it's like, you know what? Let's not get too complicated. Let's keep it simple here. These games have been tough scoring, of course, has been down. So it's been more difficult. How about this one here? I mean, we can go two different ways, but big Mike, big Mike Evans. Let's go over four and a half catches for Big Mike. I see that on DraftKings. I think it's probably elsewhere. I also do like over 56.5 yards, obviously, the over that. Obviously, the Bills are down Tredavious White. They still do have a, a pretty good trio of corners, though I'm not that worried about Christian Bedford, who is um, you know grading pretty well here at FantasyPoints.com, 0.25 fantasy points uh, per route run. Uh, that's not bad. It's not outstanding either. Um, we also have in the mix here, Dane Jackson, 
Um, he's at 0.27 per fantasy points data. Uh, the toughest matchup is often inside against Teron Johnson, who is a pretty badass dude. He is a little bit banged up here. He has given up uh, 0.16 yards per route run. So Big Mike will see a lot of Benford and Jackson on the outside. Again, you know, not a scary situation by any stretch. And if you look at our uh, game hub, you see the grinder. Tom Brawley's notes are always outstanding. Uh, Mike Evans now leading the Bucks, of course, in yards per route run, 2.80, eight yard uh, air yard share, the target share there, um, 37.8 targets per route run at 28%. Obviously, Baker Mayfield, he's no dummy. When in doubt, throw it to Big Mike there. The Bills have been giving up production to Wide receivers, outside wide receivers, 62-plus receiving yards in their first three games without Trey White. And perhaps most importantly, Mike Evans, you know, he's you like him against man, you like him against zone. He owns team best in yards per route run at 3.22 and targets per route run, 30% share there against zone coverage. The Bucks are nine-point road underdogs. So we presume, although their defense is pretty good and the Bill offense is a little weird right now, I wouldn't be shocked if they underwhelmed offensively. So let's not assume that they're going to be playing from behind and throwing a lot. But uh, I do like Rashad White to make some hay in this game. Uh, the Bills do give up a decent amount of yardage uh, before initial contact. Uh, but I do think ultimately Baker Mayfield is going to have to take to the air and 45 over 4.5, five grabs for Big Mike is absolutely not going to be a problem here. They will, I think, at the very least in the fourth quarter, be playing from behind. So there it is. Big Mike Evans, I'm going to roll with over 4.5 catches. But, I mean, if you want to double it up here, I, I do also like over 56.5 yards. Okay, well, I did mention there at the top the real drop in scoring. You know, I've been, I've been joking around about this for – uh, I guess two weeks now, you know, it's, it's really sunk in uh, through, you know, the first three, four weeks, you're still kind of your head spinning. You're still kind of make heads or tails of, of what's what. Um, I always say there are seasons within the season, but, you know, starting about maybe two weeks ago, I'm starting to realize, okay, wh why is this significantly harder than usual? And why are these, all these totals just so ridiculously low and, you know, it all adds up here to a, a big picture of, you know, we are in, again, the fantasy, uh, actually, no, the fanfreshen, the great fanfreshen. Uh, I, I should give Jim Kramer full credit for that. I mapped it out. I sent him an email and, you know, him and I commiserate on doing this type of work, I guess, speculative analysis, if you will. And it is very, very similar. Similar. I, I outlined everything, what I was thinking. Uh, send him an email, by the way, at like three in the morning on Tuesday morning, going into Wednesday, Tuesday going into Wednesday. And uh, of course, he responded at 347 a.m. in the morning. I believe that's when he wakes up uh, right away. Um, one word. That's it. The only response I sent him maybe a little paragraph. Fanfreshen. So I, I like it. I, I know it doesn't roll off the tongue, but uh, I need something to cope with the pain that is trying to a handicap this darn national football league, but more importantly, doing things like props and, you know, 
general fantasy analysis, you know, especially with the props, being an overs person, being a fantasy person, you know, the props, I if you notice, I always go over. I mean, who who the hell wants to bet it under? I mean, let's be real here. I mean, are you that boring in life that you like to bet unders, hope that we don't see production? Uh, I know I'm I'm being very dramatic there. And look, if a win is a win is a win, but you know, I'm just programmed to look for production. I, I'm a fantasy person. So I take overs and you know, I, I feel like my props have actually been really good. Um, at least process wise, you know, I've been hosed as usual a bunch of times, but you know, the lack of scoring is obviously a really, really big problem. I, I don't have many answers here on this podcast, honestly, but um, maybe some thoughts that could help, but let's take a look at the quarterback landscape because, you know, we have a bunch of different reasons why scoring is down. Teams are taking away the big plays. So long touchdowns are kind of a, you know, they're, they're rare nowadays. You used to see them happen, you know, with the course of a minute of NFL action five years ago, we got maybe two or three of them. Uh, now it's like you have maybe two or three a week. Uh, but anyways, uh, the play of the quarterback and the status of the quarterback position, the status of it, if you will, is just extremely poor right now. Looking at my uh, our rankings here and our projections, you know, we've got tiers, of course, but, you know, weird tiers. You've got, you know, your elites, uh, no buys this week. So Hurts, Mahomes, obviously Allen, and then Lamar is encroaching there, and that's a tier. Then you have your, by the way, once you get past that tier and Hertz has got, you know, this knee issue that doesn't seem like much. He wasn't even on the injury report on Wednesday heading into week number eight, but still, you know, the guy has had availability issues, you know, after those four though, that's it. Uh, In terms of dudes with like no blemishes or no concerns. I mean, Justin Herbert is in the next tier. Things are a little sketchy right now with the L.A. Chargers. He's not playing all that well. System doesn't seem to be great. Kellen Moore. I mean, can we trade Kellen Moore back to the Cowboys? Because Tony Pollard's dying as well. Uh, I I kept saying last year how great of a job Kellen Moore was doing, by the way, getting Tony Pollard in space. And I was worried about losing that with Tony Pollard, and that's that's really coming to fruition. does beg the question, where the hell is Austin Eckler the last couple weeks? But I think he's a good trade for guy, a buy-low guy. But yeah, Herbert's not perfect. Um, Burrow would be next up. You know, the the calf and the injury is certainly a factor there. Maybe he's going to be good to go uh, coming off the bye. He did say um, on Wednesday that he pretty much said he's 100% good to go. Um, Tua, of course. Now we have a Tyreek Hill injury with this hip. We'll see about that. But Tua has shown some blemishes here. You know, samples, a little bit of a sample size guy. You know, he can crush four, five, six defenses in a row, but you get a certain type of D that can get pressure on him. Then all of a sudden the story and the production, everything changes with Tua Tungavello. I think we put Kirk Cousins in in this pretty high-end group, but look look how you know shabby it is already. We're in tier two essentially still. I would put Dak Prescott maybe uh, in this tier. Uh, you know, so I have basically only named... 10 quarterbacks. So we already have a massive drop off. And then now we have the guys who are mostly passable. Uh, I'd put CJ Stroud there already. Jared Goff. 
Matt Stafford not really getting a lot of touchdowns, but I'll put him in there as 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 you know mostly passable and reliable. Geno Smith, it's not going well there, but that's kind of the end of that. And you know, again, I have still only listed what fewer than fifteen quarterbacks, though more than half the field are completely suspect and week to week. And again, this is the worst quarterback group from one to thirty-two starting quarterbacks for a single week in the NFL. 2023 week eight is the worst quarterback week that I have ever seen in 30 years in this business. It is absolutely absurd how bad it is. Let's go through it again. Hertz, Mahomes, Jackson, Allen. Okay. Herbert, Lawrence, Tua, Kirky. Okay. Dak, Burrow. Now we're into that definite second, third tier. CJ Stroud, let's call it third tier. Stroud, Goff, Stafford. Like I mentioned, Gino. And then again, still, I lost track again. I think that was 15, 14, 15. Uh, still fewer than half the league, half the starters. Here are the rest of the names, and I'll just reel them off consecutively because it's, it's almost surreal to hear all these names right in a row, just reeled off. These are starting quarterbacks for week eight of the National Football League in 2023. Desmond Ritter, Jordan Love, Sam Howell, Mac Jones, Russell Wilson, very shaky, Gardner Minshew, Derek Carr, still Derek Carr, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Kenny Pickett, still not playing particularly well, Tyrod Taylor, Zach Wilson, Bryce Young, Tyson Bagent, Josh Dobbs, P.J. Walker, and Will Levis. That is just absolutely repugnant and brutal. I mean, there's no two ways to, nothing, nothing else to say about it other than when you're out there doing trades, making pickups, always remember, and this applies to the running backs too because, you know, the quarterback is the most important player on the field. But, you know, when I look for wide receivers, when I'm trying to tie tie break, wide receivers, things like that. I'm always asking myself, okay, well, you know, look at the quarterback. Look Who's throwing these dudes the ball? So beware of these receivers that are playing with these shaky quarterbacks. And it also means to place maybe a little bit of a higher value on some of these receivers with these quarterbacks who you can certainly trust and, and really – just focus on, on focus here. This is your focus when you're making trades here for the stretch run. And then again, working that waiver wire, you know, Jalen Hurts just going off our quarterback rankings for week eight. Jalen Hurts, you know, Devontae Smith's a good trade for guy right now. AJ Brown, obviously he's a beast. Uh, Dallas Goddard was a good trade for person two weeks ago, as I mentioned in our, in my trade article. So that that's working. Uh, Patty Mahomes, you know, that that is a unique situation with Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey as well. But at least we have Rishi Rice now. That That's a thing. Finally, someone has stepped up. So it, it could be worse there. And, and certainly Isaiah Pacheco has been phenomenal. Lamar Jackson, 
He is supporting, at the very least, Zay Flowers and certainly Mark Andrews. Now, all of a sudden, the offense is good, starting to click. Maybe Gus Edwards now is a thing. It's an offense that's working, a quarterback who's playing well. Um, and correspondingly, the players around him, you know, are viable. So this is where you look for opportunities. So, okay, so maybe they get better and better and better. So there's more production to go around. Like, who's going to step up? Is it Rashad Bateman, maybe? I'm not going to say yes, it is, but, you know, he does have a good pedigree. I'm not going to probably back an OBJ, so maybe it is Rashad Bateman. Josh Allen for the Bills. Here's another good example. Obviously, he's Josh Allen. He's got his problems, his warts, but he's physically gifted, and he's very much a proven commodity. You want to go bat, bat for this guy. Gabe Davis, it's – Gabe Davis didn't have a ball thrown to him in the end zone last week. It was a little too high. Maybe he would have scored, but, you know, not exactly – getting it done on a consistent basis. So maybe on the very low end, maybe a guy like uh, Khalil Shakir. Uh, If you're in a league where nothing is available in the waiver wire, maybe that's a guy to look at. At least we're getting decent quarterback play uh, in Buffalo there, of course. Justin Herbert. Of course, Josh Palmer, that ship sailed. He's, I mean, we've got some great data point articles about him. Uh, make sure you check out Chris Weck's article at fantasypoints.com. Uh, five stats to know. I believe we make that a freebie every week. There it is. Five stats to know was uh, just published uh, this afternoon uh, by Chris Weck. Uh, one of them, I'll pull up right now, is related. Here it is. Josh Palmer ranks. 13th in yards per route run since Mike Williams' injury ahead of Keenan Allen, who ranks 40th. I've always been a Josh Palmer person, uh, if you've been following uh, this, so not not surprised. But I did pick up in my number one league two weeks ago, and I know he's hurt right now, Gerald Everett. So I picked him up, and then, hey, he scored two games since. Of course, he had that quad injury that kept him out of practice, but there's another example, and this is how we kind of maneuver um, we, we go where, go to the, the positivity here, because otherwise, you know, I keep saying with this, uh, fan freshen term, the great fan freshen with scoring down to its lowest levels in 13 years this year that I feel like a stockbroker in 1931 out there trying to do business and it's like bone dry out here. Uh, so anyways, back to, um, the topic here, trying to, you know, navigate these troubled waters if you will trevor lawrence i still don't get what's going on there i think the zay jones injury certainly hurts and then of course calvin ridley not playing very well his confidence may be a little shot so you're worried about that but you know evan ingram yeah i mean i i think the only solution potentially right now is zay jones so that's a tip actually when it, when you really think about it, because Trevor Lawrence right now is on pace for 19 touchdown passes. I mean, come on now. He had, what, 25 last year? So he's not going to end up with 19. He's probably going to end up with 26 uh, or even 25. E- even if it's only 25, that means he's going to get like over 1.5 a game. So things are going to get better. Uh, so pick up Zane Jones now if he was dropped in a deeper league. And once he's back, Dude will probably start scoring uh, because, you know, what's been missing? Why why aren't we getting the touchdowns? The answer is Zay Jones. 
He's kind of uh, their red zone guy. I know he dropped a couple touchdowns. Uh, Tua Tungavaloa and the Dolphins, obviously, were good there. I don't know if we'll have any standouts or breakouts, though, With uh, even if Tyreek misses time. It's a little bit of a committee. Not even sure who I'd want to pick here with Chase Claypool. And it'd probably Berrios, but you've got Cedric Wilson all of a sudden coming on, and he's actually pretty talented. I might actually go Cedric Wilson. Uh, I, I, see, it, I see Robbie Chosen as technically the, the backup to uh, – actually, no, he's a backup to Waddle. Um, these guys are all interchangeable, I'm sure. Chase Claypool, technically, the backup. I bet you they could use Cedric Wilson for Tyreek if they really needed to, although I guess he's more inside, but he can play outside. Uh, but I don't know if we get any solutions with uh, Tua, but or at least we have some good quarterback play. Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. You know, keep looking at uh, K.J. Osborne. You know, I think the Vikings are actually on the rise, so... Maybe they can support two running backs. Cam Akers has looked really good. There's an example of a situation where, again, quarterback's playing pretty well. You have a chance to be consistent. Dak Prescott, I picked him up. I traded for him in my number one league two weeks ago. I kind of, you know, I saw something potential there. Buying opportunity on the heels of that ugly loss against the Niners. I think it's looking pretty good. In that regard, how about a little Brandon Cooks? You know, Michael Gallup had a bunch of targets in their last game. I liked his over prop number. He should have had it multiple times. He dropped at least one touchdown pass. So I would go to Brandon Cooks as more reliable, maybe Jake Ferguson, because they're going to start picking up production here with the passing game because they're going to be a passing team, I think. They can't run the ball that well with Tony Pollard between the tackles. There's another example of a situation that, to uh, improve your potentially dire straits, if you will, with the lack of scoring. Uh, Joe Burrow and Bengals. I think you look at T. Higgins. You know, I think we'll probably look back at the end of the year if T. Higgins returns, of course, as right now being coming out of the bye, like the, the optimal time to trade for T. Higgins because, you know, it only takes a big game or two for the value to soar. So, I just don't know about Irv Smith at tight end there, by the way. But, hey, keep using Joe Mixon. Uh, C.J. Stroud, you know, we're, we're well above water there, uh, doing well. Uh, so, you know, Nico Collins can keep it up. Tank Dell back this week. Pick him up. That That's kind of his boy. Dalton Schultz, we gave you that one a couple of weeks ago. I, I feel good about him again this week in week eight. So we're good there. We're, we're creating – He's like a job creator, um, C.J. Stroud. Because he's playing well, he's creating jobs, a.k.a. opportunities for his players, some of his skilled players, to actually be viable in the fantasy world. So thank you, C.J. Um, Jared Goff, again, he's more of a a solid guy, though, just treading water above water, but well above water. And, you know, we have Amon Ra, obviously Laporta, Jamison Williams has made one play. You know, I think he's still in the mix. We're okay there. Jimmy G, that's he's in and out, you know. He's in and out. I have a very weird vibe on the Raiders. I think they're boy, it's it's sketchy. Devontae Adams, how many more weeks is he gonna stay and stay professional before he starts, I don't know, getting ticked off? 
just hope Jimmy G can stay healthy because we're you're okay there. Josh Jacobs, I mean, come on, dude, it's week seven. You know, so their quarterback situation, I'd say, is precarious. Therefore, the entire team is precarious. Des Ritter, I don't know, man. The guy's getting it done for fantasy. It's very underwhelming. Turning the ball over, fumbling a lot. It's a little treacherous, but there are worse situations uh, in fantasy. I mean, maybe Tyler Algier starts producing just a little bit more. By the way, B. John Robinson will be fine this week per sources. Do not worry about that. Jordan Love, now I see this is a problem because this affects guys like Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, everybody. Those two in particular because they're the highest two assets. Even the running game, he's not playing well, so therefore we, we're hurt. So, you know, I don't know if we want to rely on this situation right now. You know, this is an example. This is one of the reasons why scoring is down. Bad quarterback play. Jordan Love is is part of that. Stafford is we're good there. Puka and Cup, although that that killed uh Tyler Higby. And I still don't trust um Tutu. So really it's a two-man show. Better than nothing, but just a two-man show. Backfield, a little bit of a mess. Going to be Daryl Henderson, of course, the next three games. Sammy Howell, boy. Well, he is supporting McLaurin. So we'll give him that. The throwing, throwing a lot, taking a lot of sacks. Not terrible with the picks, but he did, did throw one last week. But, hey, McLaurin's been very good. Maybe some signs of life for uh, Jahan Dotson. And he has certainly been good for Curtis Samuel. So I guess, you know, this is a unique situation where it's ugly. Don't watch it. But if you if you roll with McLaurin every week, you're, you're fine. Um, if you did that with Curtis Samuel every week this season overall, you're in pretty good shape. He's wide receiver 30 on the season. So, yeah, that, that could be worse. Geno Smith, this one could be worse too. Uh, certainly have the injuries with DK especially. Um, I did kind of predict that JSN – uh, coming out party, if you read my Sunday column, I uh, kind of was thinking that based on a variety of factors, though didn't know DK would be inactive. But, man, we're just going through all this, and, you know, I'm kind of offering up some hints here. And, yeah, it's it's tough. So some, now we're down to these situations where it's a problem. Russ Wilson, you know, this week KC. I don't know what to expect after the showing in this exact matchup two weeks ago. Scratch my cornea watching that one. That was pretty bad. Sean Payton looked clueless. I mean, it's got to get better because it can't get any worse. And, boy, that one, well, that one was in KC, so that makes some sense. So this one is in Denver. Okay. It'll probably be a little bit better. Mac Jones I do feel better about. So my guy Kendrick Bourne uh, maybe on the very, very low end. The rookie out of Liberty. They do need some juice. Uh they do need Demario Douglas, perhaps, to continue. I mean, it's a long shot, but maybe a better long shot than everybody else, including Tyquan Thornton, not including Kendrick Bourne. So there's that. And Mac Jones did play play better last week. Gardner Minshew, I still don't trust, but you know, certainly he's supporting Josh Down, so that's that's okay. Will we get a tight end involved? I'd rather not, honestly, for Josh Downs' sake. And we'll keep an eye on Alec Pierce. Maybe some signs of life last week. He had, I think, his best yardage game of the season. Derek Carr, it will drive us insane. 
They have too many weapons and Derek Carr. And now Jawan Johnson is back. So this is a problem area. Chris Olave is one week away from being like really annoying. Michael Thomas hanging in there. Rashid Shahid should be doing better. Sure, he's open. And Carr's not throwing it to him. Oh, great. What else is new? Thanks, Derek. Thanks for nothing. Now we have Sam Darnold. Not a guarantee, not a lock that he plays well for the Niners this week. New problem area with Brock Purdy, Purdy likely out. Baker Mayfield, you know, look, at least it's highly concentrated. You're, it's Evans and Gawain. That's about it. Let's not consider Cade Otten. Let's try to avoid that, and let's try to avoid their third receiver because watching Baker right now in this offense is literally like watching paint dry. Probably worse than Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. At least getting Deontay back showed last week. So I, we are trending in the right direction, direction here, at least. Um, we're, we're not going to get to a place of euphoria or happiness, true, na- true happiness, but we might settle into a place where, you know what, actually we're not that bad when we really look at it. In fact, we might actually be decent or actually kind of good uh, based on the craptastic quarterback play everywhere else. So it's not all lost there for Kenny Pickett. Tyrod Taylor and slash Daniel Jones, you know, again, Tyrod looks better than Daniel Jones. It looks like a calming influence on the entire team, the entire offense. Daniel Jones not clear for contact yet, so he could be getting Tyrod again against the Jets, which is actually a good thing at this point. I mean, maybe, too, for Daniel Jones, it's a good thing. Watch him sit down and watch Tyrod, a professional, do his thing here and collect dubs, by the way, Danny, which, you know, two weird things this year, quarterback. I think Daniel Jones got shell-shocked. And Deshaun Watson looks a little shell-shocked, too. Just just throwing that out there. Um, might might not be inclined to actually partake in NFL football much um, right now, or at least. And then Daniel Jones, I, I literally think he's out there shell-shocked. It, it got that bad for him. And, and Tyrod, all, all of a sudden, it just everything seemed better with Tyrod. But um, it's not a great long-term situation. Uh, at all so you know at least he did get that ball to Waller thank God for that Zach Wilson week-to-week proposition you really the only guy you can truly trust if you can is Garrett Wilson and, and of course Brees Hall the running back and at least Brees Hall has kind of moved past everybody else Bryce Young you know actually um, my guy Mr. Adam Kaplan told me today talk with someone there um, they actually are pretty happy with Bryce Young all things considered the protection's been bad Receiving core hasn't been bad. They they do still. They're looking for difference makers. They need people out there, you know, other than Adam Thielen, uh, obviously DJ Chark, but really the guy to look at is Jonathan Mingo. If you're looking for a stash and hope, it's Mingo. Maybe we get a little bit more Hayden Hurst. You know, Frank Reich gave up the play calling, so they they want to be a little bit more aggressive. We'll see. Um, maybe that old line will improve as well. You would think it would. Tyson Bajent, look, game manager all the way. Does run just a little. Uh, but low A dot guy, so no big plays. Forget it. Uh, hey, at least DJ Moore can get catches, though. But it's not a good situation. Josh Jobs, we're we're trending away from him. We're probably going to get Kyler Murray in in Week Ten, so that's a good thing. That's a situation to buy into right now with young players. Maybe a Michael Wilson, you trade for him now or pick him up, or even a Trey McBride, get him now because uh, we're pretty close to Kyler Murray o'clock. There in Arizona, it's almost to me like 
the vibe was, you know, maybe Kyle will play this year, maybe he won't. And then he sees Josh Dobbs string together a successful month, start getting some headlines. All of a sudden, he's like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. And now he wants to play football. And then last but not least, this is awful. Well, actually, Cleveland, too, is bad with uh, P.J. Walker. And this is a problem. You got pullback expectations. I mean, I know it wasn't awful for Elijah Moore, for example, last week, but it was scary for Amari Cooper. So this is one of the reasons why this has all been frustrating. Let's avoid these if we all, if at all possible. Uh, but the Will Levis situation likely with Tennessee is not good. Uh, maybe, you know, he actually is something similar to Tannehill who has been up and down. That wouldn't be awful. And honestly, we want Will Levis because Malik Willis simply cannot matriculate the ball via the forward pass. Uh, cannot do it unless Tajay Spears catches a dump off and brilliantly takes it like 30, 40 yards. Malik Willis cannot do it. So at least Will Levis, maybe they have a chance. And Traylon Burks, by the way, pick him up. He's uh, back at practice. So there it is. Uh, but that was a pretty quick look around the league and a little bit of a state of affairs, a little bit of everything there a little bit of venting, um, some tips for sure, though, uh, for some proactive pickups and just staying on the side of offenses that work and quarterbacks who are actually kind of good or at least decent. That's really what our focus should be while also trying our best to avoid poor quarterback play, which I know is very difficult to do here in 2023. That is a wrap. Thanks for listening as always. Once again, if you're not a subscriber to fantasypoints.com, Gurific25 will save you 25%. Stay tuned to all the other podcasts and the like here on the feed for the week, heading into week eight, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.